0: you're listening to two guys one internet a dylan wallace and sean harkins podcast
1: <clears throat> drink
0: beer gotta wash the popcorn kernels down my throat Episode 4, Two Guys, One Internet. This is Dylan Wallace, back with Sean Harkins, who's still in the state of Washington for some reason. Sean, tell the people hello. Hello. It's always, it's always beautiful when you, when, <laughs> when you just repeat what I tell you to say.
2: <laughs> Whatever you need me to say, man, just let me know.
0: I like it. I like it. Uh, today, we are also joined with a buddy of mine from Alpena, Nick Steffen. Nick sells toilets for a living. Uh Nick tell tell
1: tell the people hello and get tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, not only do I sell the toilet Dylan, I'll sell you the house it goes in too. Uh I'm a realtor here in <laughs> town as well. I'm kind of a jack while trades. a uh, few jobs here and there. Known Dylan for about five or six years now and glad to be here. Yeah, yeah. and he's he's uh, one of the fortunate ones that
0: A knows me and B gets to be on the podcast. The uh the uh Nick Nick has uh it, when he says that he's he's a, he's a realtor he he uh he, I've taken advantage of that I've been looking when I was looking for a building for my for my law office I uh I would say hey Nick let's go look at this building we looked at buildings for about 3 years and then we finally <laughs> we finally found something so uh so it worked out in the end um but we almost
1: settled on the one just uh, so you could have your own basketball court
0: that would have been nice. Yeah, you know, you know, Bingham School. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The the uh, we looked at that one and it real it was real cheap, but it I mean it lots of overhead expenses and and uh, maintenance and all that shit. But they had a basketball court, so
1: <laughs> yeah, it, that would have uh,
0: been an incentive for sure. It would have been uh, would have been nice get get back from tearing families apart and shoot some hoop
1: <laughs> <laughs> all the day's work man
0: hey you do what you got to do um yeah i'm excited about this episode we got we got some good topics that we're going to talk about uh um we're going to start a new segment that uh we'll have have sean lead us off on with uh, after we're done with the intro here um and uh we'll we'll repeat our cock-ass segment so we're, we got some good things for this episode Sean any thoughts before we just jump into the first segment
2: uh, I do have a few thoughts and they concern my old man uh, Mike Harkins who is We we were just kind of talking about who, who is actually listening to this and it's probably people uh, in Alpina. so if you're from Alpina, my dad's probably poked you in the eye before and <laughs> he is retiring more or less. He, he, he kind of has retired. He's only working one day a week and he's got some kind of uh, narrow and bad opinions about it. Like, I don't want it. I don't want uh, a party or I don't want to be recognized or anything. So whoever's listening, uh, do it, bother him, congratulate him. Uh, He's been at it for a long time and, um, I know people there appreciate him, so just let him know if you see him.
0: How many How many years has Dak been doing this?
2: Oh, man. Uh, probably, I think he started like 75-ish in Alpina. Okay. So, something like right around there. All right. So, geez, what is that?
0: Um, almost forty, almost fifty years, forty-five years, something 40 like that. Hours.
2: Yeah. Jeez,
0: that's a lot to do anything, let alone flip eyelids for forty-five, <laughs> forty-five years.
2: Yeah, and puff it, air in people's it, eyes.
0: It, I'll tell you what that puffing air used to be annoying to me, but ever since I started going to your dad for my my eye stuff, that puffing air stuff, that's 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 cake. When he goes to flip my damn eyelids. <coughs> really yeah i that bothers me
2: i'm probably the exact opposite on that one i hate the air the air puff and i'm one of the few people who gets a yell at him about it
0: oh I, I i didn't yell at him about the eyelid thing i just said hey let's let's uh no i
2: know i know most people are i'm sure very respectful but
0: so let's take a detour around this eyelid flipping adventure and and uh, go straight to the E's, I's, H's, and S's on the uh, on the old board there, Doctor Mike, and he hit me with the numbing agent and said, "Just sit back and relax, Mr. Wallace."
2: How'd that go for you? It was enjoyable. <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten.
0: No, I hated it. I didn't. I do not like the eyelid flipping thing.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, but yeah. Uh, at least, at least, that's one part of of his retirement that I'll enjoy is I won't have him doing that to me anymore. Yeah, but, but he's just, he's gonna have to have a chair set up at the house or something, right? I can just
2: <laughs> yeah. He's got to stay sharp in retirement.
0: Oh, he's got to maintain his license, though. I guess if he's gonna be writing scripts for uh, for for lenses and stuff, I imagine.
2: Yeah, yeah, we don't need to get into the whole malpractice thing i i don't think
0: yeah there's there's insurance for that
2: yeah right
0: (laughs) uh any anything else before we jump into the next segment
2: no let's do it all right do it um so we were talking a little bit after we kind of we did our year-end uh like best tv shows best movies and thought about occasionally doing reviews of of anything we wanted totally open ended so next week uh to to kick off this segment we're doing a review of kindergarten cop because obviously that's where you start with something like that
1: it's not a tumor.
2: <laughs> a hall of famer hall of fame movie no question so uh we were we were talking about maybe doing something this week and we were just discussing things that we've been watching and i I brought up letter Kenny the Canadian TV show. Uh, I know Dylan has watched it. Uh, Nick, are you familiar with it?
1: Uh, I'm familiar with it. Uh, I need to get on Hulu, though, because I, I guess that's where it's gone to now.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's like five or six seasons now on Hulu. Oh, well,
1: um, shit, I'm going to have to get Hulu.
2: <laughs> yeah, there was only two for the longest time, and then they just released a bunch more. Um,
1: I followed it on YouTube, and then they just kind of, obviously, I think Hulu made him stop doing that
2: oh, right right so uh anyway so we were we were talking a little bit about Letterkenny. it reminds me it reminds me both of alpina and just this really <laughs> strange super canadian place
0: it does i mean i mean you think of like with Letterkenny, county it's all about Hicks and hockey players for the most part and uh and that's a good component of what makes up of uh, <laughs>
2: yeah the two main classes i guess
0: <laughs> and i and i swear every time i go into walmart i see this one guy that looks exactly like squirrely dan
2: oh yeah that sounds that sounds about right uh so anyways we we didn't really <laughs> we weren't gonna run with Letterkenny too far uh other than saying it's a pretty funny show and check it out but uh it also just got us thinking about the best canadian stuff Gifts from Canada that we've received. And on the on the TV show end of it, I thought a Letter Kenny, but I have I can name two T V shows that I think are better than Letter Kenny and also uh very Canadian. Uh Trailer Park Boys.
1: Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, you fam. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> it's just it's really, really dumb in a really somewhat uh some of the writing on it is like genius but about really 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 stupid stuff <laughs> uh so i'm a fan of trailer park boys and degrassi is just the all-time best teen drama in, in my book
0: well and, at, at, uh, you when we're, yeah we, we sean and i were talking about this this segment we knew we were going to mention degrassi but we're really going to save degrassi for its whole it, it needs its own segment that
2: okay degrassi- but describe degrassi to someone who's never seen it That'd be me. Describe. You've
1: never seen the
2: grassy. get Nick like... excited about it.
1: Did... Sean, go ahead.
2: No, you're not ready. You weren't prepared for I that. I wasn't
1: prepared for that. I want you. To okay. The time frame here. Like when did this? So start? here's oh, here's how crazy. I
2: here's how I would describe it. It's like, uh, do you know Save by the Bell?
1: Oh yeah.
2: <laughs> okay. It's Canadian Save by the Bell, but instead of Zach being cool and like, uh, saving the dance or whatever they did there. It's, uh, it's more like, Hey, this junior high kid has AIDS.
1: (laughs) I don't
2: know. Uh, It was like the heaviest, heaviest stuff. Like two
1: seasons that lasted that long. No, there's more than two seasons. There's different. Well, so uh,
2: what picture. I'm actually, yeah, exactly. What what I'm actually referencing too is the original, like late '80s, early '90s series that they rebooted in the like early 2000s, which was just as nuts. It was like,
0: well, it, was, it was better. It had Drake it, in it.
2: Yeah, well, Drake was, it. was in it. That's right. That's right. Drake. Drake was
0: Jimmy
2: Yeah. Yeah. And okay, I'm not laughing at the terrible things that happen to people, (laughs) of course, but it was like, uh, okay, where we went to high school, maybe one in 50 kids or one in 100 kids, hopefully less than that, but has like something as dramatic happened to them as what happens to the kids in this show. If you went to Degrassi, though, like 15 of those things were happening to you in four years. (laughs) Like Drake got... Uh, was like was paralyzed from a school shooting. There was school shootings there, there was like stabbings there. I can't recommend it highly enough. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's uh it's definitely worth worth seeing in its entirety. <laughs> if you wanna see, see some 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 traumatic shit happen to a bunch of kids, that's that's the show to watch.
2: <laughs> it's yeah, better. You're, than here. <laughs> that's your thing.
0: You need a beer chaser with Degrassi you need to you need to sit back drink a beer and just kind of enjoy it and roll in it yeah agreed uh, so uh what about kids in the hall
2: oh I like that show that was a good show
0: that was a good show that's, like what, a I, that's weirder what
2: I sort of
0: yeah a Canadian SNL yeah, or
2: just Canadian. that's the same thing
0: <laughs> um the uh, last week I mentioned a uh, a Canadian show Frontier on Netflix. That's that's a Discovery Canada show that's uh, co-produced with Netflix, uh, based in Canada. That's a
2: damn good show too. They film it there. Do you know? Yeah. Well, they I guess they must if they're affiliated with the Canadian people.
0: Then I also. I also just did a uh, just a Google search of some of the most notable Canadian actors and actresses, and I was surprised by some of the talent that Canada exported to the U.S. There's a direct pipeline from Canada, Hollywood.
1: Really?
2: Who? <laughs> Give me some names. Uh,
0: just going alphabetically, okay? Pamela Anderson.
2: Oh, I didn't know that. Will Arnett. Oh, nice.
0: Dan Aykroyd.
2: Okay. I'm okay, skipping yeah.
0: some of the ones that I haven't heard of. Uh, Justin Bieber. Nice. Nev Campbell.
2: Oh, nice. 90s babe.
0: John Candy.
2: Oh, yeah. Classic. Jim, Jim Carrey. Okay.
0: Michael Sarah. Wow. Hayden Christensen. Okay. You had that poster of him as Anakin up in your room. Said he... <laughs> <laughs> oh, you got me. Uh, Tommy Chung. Oh Jisha yeah, Chung. right. Really, Canadian? He's Canadian.
2: I, that makes sense, I guess. He,
0: he brought the weed with him. Right. Uh, Kim Cults, Sons of Anarchy.
2: Oh. And... Oh yeah. Well, who's the most? Need to show. What's that? Who's the most surprising?
0: Um, to me, I didn't know Michael J. Fox was from Canada. That's probably something that that uh, probably common knowledge for some people, but I didn't I didn't know that until I looked at this list. That was surprising to me.
2: Yeah, I wonder if they're all stereotypically polite people.
0: Tom Green, he's not light. He's green. He had his own great show.
1: <laughs> yeah, what was the
0: name of that show? The Tom Green Show, wasn't it? Oh,
1: yeah. <laughs> real, real original. Which, which
2: originated in Canada. It was a Canadian show first, which of course it was. It was what weird. about
1: Red Green? Was that? Was that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and too. Charlie,
0: Charlie Conway's from Canada, too. Oh, yeah? Ducks? Jo- yeah, Joshua Jackson. Oh, nice. Captain
1: Duck. Okay. you said Charlie Connelly,
2: and I thought of Banks. Ah, uh, cake <laughs> I
1: don't know why that is. Hawk. He was a hawk. Yeah, he's, he's a freaking cake eater. <laughs> Norm MacDonald. Oh, yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. He's a classic.
0: He's probably one of my favorite comedians.
2: Yeah, same here. I read his book. He wrote a book. Uh a biography, an autobiography it came out like 2 years ago. And he styled it in this really weird fear and loathing way that you can't really tell what he's making up or not, which is just kind of, you know, the way he tells a joke too, so.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, there's uh Bill Shatner. Bill oh, Martin, yeah. Seth Rogen. Ryan Reynolds. And Ryan, oh, wow. Go- and Ryan Gosling. Really? Yeah, they got some attractive males in Canada.
2: Some dream boats. Uh, Fire? Arcade Fire.
0: Arcade Fire?
2: Yeah, they're Canadian.
0: Yeah, you know, the first time I heard Arcade Fire was in a episode of Letterkenny. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they were sitting around the table, uh, Wayne Derry and uh, Squirrely Dan, and they were uh insulting each other using uh the Emmy Grammy, Emmy Grammy Award winning artist Celine Dion would say and then oh yeah then I from that and then they, they did an arcade fire uh lyric. And then I, I didn't know who that was until until I watched that episode.
2: You never heard of them before that? No. Yeah. Nope. But I heard
0: of Celine Dion.
2: Celine Dion, there you go.
0: Alanis Morissette, Sarah McLaughlin, some, uh, some fine... Oh, fine.
2: Really too, then, right? He's Canadian. Dave Coulier. Yeah!
0: yeah. <laughs> Dave. He didn't make the list. <laughs> yeah, I was just thinking that. He didn't come up earlier.
2: That sucked.
0: Yeah, they got... Uh, they got Rick Moranis on here, but not Dave Coulier.
2: Yeah, that's probably fair, though.
0: Yeah, Rick... What's your favorite Rick Moranis movie? There's only oh. one right answer.
2: Well, I don't know, though. Is Ghostbusters a Rick Moranis movie?
0: No. <laughs> Little Giants I, is the best I, I, Oh, Little Giants. Yeah, oh, right.
2: Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
0: Well, he was also in Spaceballs, but the uh, yeah, in Honey, I Shrunk the yeah. Kids. Little Giants. Icebox? Isn't,
2: isn't, isn't a great one.
0: Oh, it's fantastic.
2: Who's the, the bad guy? T- is Dan Aykroyd the
0: bad no, uh, Al Bundy, Ted O'Neill. Yeah. Oh, oh, right,
1: right. Yeah, he's
0: the he's the uh, brother-in-law or brother or whatever he was that coached Hell. the Cowboys. <laughs> had his name up on the water tower, selling cars. <laughs> and...
1: yeah,
2: okay, it's all coming back to me
1: now. <laughs>
0: uh, then they were both recruiting the the kid who could like bench press
1: a spike. Yeah, Spike. we oh, okay. you like to run, the Spike
0: power eye <laughs> and then and then becky smoked him the ice box
2: oh my gosh
0: uh, in hindsight it's probably not a great nickname to give to a young female <laughs> you have some self-esteem issues down uh
2: you think that's a better movie than honey Trunk kids and ghostbusters uh,
0: well, I don't consider Ghostbusters a Rick Moranis movie, but it's definitely better than Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Mm. The oatmeal cream pie part of that movie is pretty good, though. I like that. And yeah, I remember like, liking
2: that movie as a kid.
0: I watched it not too long ago with my kids, and and they got a kick out of it. Except when, like, the insects were like trying to eat the kids. That was kind of scary. Yeah,
2: yeah. but
0: but yeah, there's no little giants.
2: <laughs> yep. Buy a nickel for every time I heard that.
0: <laughs> You'd have at least fifteen cents by the only times <laughs> I brought it up tonight.
2: <laughs> yeah, well, it'll add up. I feel like over the life of this podcast,
0: I'm going to bring it up every week
2: <laughs> until we review it. Segment of just what nice. isn't living up to little giants these days. Uh, I I don't know anything else Canadian. Yeah, so, I'm out of the
0: Canada stuff. John Candy thing, though, I
2: mean that's a good one. Yeah, he's
0: a, I, I'd probably my favorite yeah. of that. Yeah. Out of that out of that list, he's probably he's probably my top Canadian actor. Top pick. Yeah. If I was doing a draft, a fantasy draft of Canadian actors and actresses, I would <laughs> Oh man. Mike Myers. Austin
1: Powers. Uh, uh, That'd be yours. Yeah. Remember... You
0: do you take Mike Myers over John Candy?
1: Yeah. Ah, uh... Uncle Buck. Yeah, that's,
2: that's, I love it. And great Outdoors. Those are two, two of the two classics. Yeah, I, I'd go John Candy, I think. I think I would.
0: Yeah, even because uh, we, we, I mean, with Christmas, we were talking about Home Alone and stuff. I mean, John Candy's cameo in Home Alone when he's in that Polish band.
2: <laughs> right,
0: so, that's right. Sure. I mean, whatever, whatever John Candy touched was gold yeah unless it was drugs then
2: he's <laughs> drugged. is that what got him i don't remember heart attack heart attack or, yeah drug induced heart attack i don't know Could
0: have been. i think it was sausage induced i thought he was <laughs> i thought he had the i thought it was a similar to a belushi
1: i don't think so no
2: i don't know i, I don't i'm looking I it know. up wikipedia farley farley was an overdose
0: that's right right. farley was an overdose
2: but even then i don't know how i don't know if it was like a heart attack induced from drugs or or how that works i don't know how people overdose really
0: heart attack is what they're
1: at 43 years old
2: for john candy
1: yep in mexico it was drug induced (laughs) (laughs) it was well, it was in Mexico. So. He, he, <laughs> after cooking a late lasagna
0: dinner for his assistants, so I was—I think he laced his lasagna with cocaine. Nice. And uh, I don't—I know I don't want to disparage John Candy. That's not—that's not fair. He's Uncle Buck,
2: Forever and always,
0: and a little bit further than that. The uh, anything else Canadian-related? Because I'm kind of getting sick of this.
2: No, I'm good.
0: <laughs> yeah. All right, so uh, we'll come back to our next segment after this short break, and uh, we'll stay away from Canada.
2: Man, I was thinking about, because I told you that I was telling my friend about ALF, the the TV show ALF. Yeah. And I was thinking about in college how we'd watch it in in like the middle of the day and drink Ice House.
0: Well, not... All right, so just to bring it full around Nick, when I when we were in college, Sean says we. It wasn't we. It
2: was- <laughs> <laughs> I was waiting to be called out on that.
0: <laughs> yeah, and I I come back. I came back from class, and uh, and I walk in. It's probably like I don't even know if it was noon yet. It might have been like eleven thirty. Yeah. and I walk in, and, and Sean's and, and Sean sitting on the couch watching Elf, breaking the deucer of Ice House, and then just in his wife beater. I don't think he had pants on either. No, no. Here? Yeah, just wife beater and boxers, drinking a deucer. probably eating some some uh, some Taco Bell.
2: So there's not a whole lot going on right now um, with the teams that we follow. So uh, what we wanted to talk about today with Nick was just guys who um, have played for uh, Detroit teams, teams that we've followed who have maybe either flown under the radar a little bit, or just haven't been as appreciated as maybe they should have been by fans. And to me, the guy who comes to mind has always been Sergei Fedorov. Uh, I don't think people even really realize how great he was uh, to, to the point where I think he needs to be mentioned as one of the best all around hockey players ever to live. Uh, and by way of example, his, uh, when he was 24, he scored uh, he played in all 82 games, scored 56 goals, uh, playing center. If you score 56 goals playing center, you can play center for any team in the league. Your goal scorer, you score goals, anybody is going to pay you a ton of money to do that. But he also had 64 assists. If you play center and you get 64 assists in a season, you're a top-line center for pretty much any team. Anybody is going to pay you a lot of money to play for them. 120 points, second only to Gretzky that year, 130. I mean, Gretzky is Gretzky. Um, it's, it, so he won the mvp that year uh obviously a phenomenal goal, goal scorer phenomenal playmaker won the mvp he also won the selkie trophy for being the best defensive forward that same year that same, same year. year so i out of curiosity um oh man i have like the original laptop which is not really doing me any favors right now but uh in the nba yeah there are four guys who have done that who have, uh, excuse me, who have won defensive player of the year and MVP, Jordan, Olajuwon, David Robinson, Kevin Garnett. The only person who do it in the same season was Olajuwon. So, uh, I mean, aside from that being the, being the best, or I guess second best to Gretzky offensive player in the entire league he's also the best defensive forward in the entire league. And on top of that, Uh, I think it was 1996, he was fastest skater at the All-Star Game, so arguably he was the fastest skater in the league. A couple years after that, he he was hardest shot. So in the same player, you have a guy who scores 50-plus goals, 60-plus assists, defensive player of the year, hardest shot, and fastest skater all in one guy. I mean, that's unbelievable. And I think – people remember more when things went South with his uh, contract negotiations and him leaving the team. And I get that, but <laughs> the fact that his number is not uh, retired by the Red Wings, I think is getting to the point where it's criminal. And I mean, he even, he, he even played defense later in his career, uh, which is crazy. That's like, that's like a basketball player going from center to point guard or vice versa. So that, that's like Olajuwon being as good as he was and then playing point guard. It's just, it's crazy. Um, so he, he, in that discussion, he's the guy I go with, no questions.
0: Well, you know, in putting it even more recently, you look at like a guy like Datsuk, who was a, a real strong offensive player, but also a real strong defensive forward. I can't imagine a guy like Datsuk playing defense later in his career. I mean, I'd, it's a
2: different set of skills.
0: And I'm looking at uh, I'm looking at his stats on Hockey Reference. I mean, not only did he he when well, he was a great player, but he did it for like 18 years. He played till he was 39. I didn't realize he he played until the 2009 not season, including his
1: years in Russia before he came over.
0: Yeah. I didn't yeah I would even consider that. I mean and he played for Detroit for from his 20 age 21 season to age 33 season. So you're looking at the the majority of his career in his in his years and his prime. Um, yeah, I I think he's overlooked. I don't I don't know why his his
1: number should be up in the rafters. I agree with that. I think yeah. he just played at a bad time. He was overshadowed by I mean, Steve Ayer's the entire time. Yeah. Yeah, I
2: think that's part of it. and I think that's part of why (laughs) he probably left.
1: Even his Hall of Fame induction day was shared with Nick (laughs) Lidstrom. Oh, I didn't know
2: that. Yeah. When you employ that many good players, I guess that's going to happen.
0: And when you look at, like, Detroit Red Wings fans in general, when you're talking about guys like Iserman and Lidstrom, if they're wearing the C, they're given a whole lot more
1: regard than than anyone else.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there's... I there's, agree.
1: There's, uh, the, His number belongs up there, and I think the contract thing does leave a sour taste and everybody smiles still. Yeah. Because it was for less money.
2: Yeah, yeah
1: the team that eliminated him the year before. Yeah, I didn't realize yeah. that.
2: Yeah, I think it was more like he he did feel underappreciated and he wanted to be the guy somewhere else.
1: I would, I, I, like, the closest thing I can, in, in a little more recent time, you can compare it to is when Ben Wallace left and went to Chicago for money. Yeah. If he doesn't make that second stint with the Pistons, I bet you they think twice about putting his number up there.
2: Well, you think so? I don't know.
1: I I think that's quick as it did. He was the first one out of that group, right? Or was it Chauncey?
2: Uh, Uh, To leave? No,
1: No. to hang his number.
2: Oh, oh. Out
1: of that five.
0: (sighs) I don't remember if it was Chauncey or Ben first, but... I think it might have been.
2: Ben, but I'm not sure.
0: But they're also... They're, they're hanging these numbers at a time where attendance is down and they oh suck they're and, cool and, man, they're, to... and they're trying to put butts in seats too. So I think they're, they're pushing it a little bit faster, but I, I, I think it belongs up there, but, but yeah, I think Fedorov's belongs, belongs up there too.
2: Yeah, I think it'll happen it's just a matter of time, but anyway, so uh, what, what were your guys thoughts? who did you guys pick?
0: Go ahead, Nick.
1: Well, uh, with that Ben Wallace reference, I'll just go right into mine. Another member from that same team, Tayshawn Prince. Hey, uh, comp- I just felt completely underrated. I mean, four-time All NBA defensive team and that, on that championship team, he just he had to lock down the toughest guy, Kobe, for that whole series, and that just I think that's what threw the Lakers completely out of it. But yeah, completely underrated. His I don't know if his number belongs up there with the rest of the guys, but in that team. Yeah,
2: I wonder yeah. that. I mean, he was he was just really good for a long time for them, though. And the rate, I would argue with being up there. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And I don't, I don't. They don't win in two thousand four without him.
2: Yeah, that's true yeah. in every sense. I mean, if he doesn't block Reggie, yeah, they're done. Whenever, yeah. I
0: think of, whenever I think of Tayshawn, I I also think of Jeremy Jolivet because uh, my dad called Jeremy the Jolly the uh, the white Tayshon. Yeah,
1: just this,
0: just this skinny lanky kid that uh, it was fair. Yeah, um, I think Tayshon's got more freckles than Jeremy though. <laughs> but yeah. I, hey it is definitely underappreciated and and, it, and for some of those same reasons that i think fedorov is is, is with the group of guys that he's associated with because i mean playing with chauncey and ben and rip and and sheed um he's gonna get he's gonna get overlooked as that that fifth wheel
2: yeah yeah there was um there, was there one or two seasons that uh, all all the starters, but Tayshaun hey made the all-star team. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. And and I think those years, he probably had a legitimate uh, argument to be there.
0: Well, and it's one of those two-way players, too. I mean, he, he contributed offensively, and then he would play against the best offensive player on the defensive side of the ball. Yeah. Right. Uh, And I, one of the debates that I always found kind of interesting is, is the, is with the Darko draft in 2003, the, uh, the what ifs, if, if the Pistons had taken Carmelo instead of, instead of Darko, I don't know that they went in 2004, if, if with Carmelo starting or, or being at the, in the position that Tayshaun was playing in um, for that season, because I mean, Carmelo plays no defense. Um, and that's kind of what, what the Pistons were hanging their hat on that season was, yeah. playing good, sound team defense and and uh, with role players. I don't know that Carmelo fit that fit that mold or would have been able to.
2: Yeah, that's a that's a good thought. I I don't know because he that was his role. Um, I wonder would they for sure have taken him? Because because Chris Chris Bosh around that time. Man, they could have been really good at him too.
0: Yeah, and it would have been interesting because, I mean, obviously at that draft they didn't have Sheed, um, so it's not like they were they would have been drafting to Carmelo oh, to Ryan. play to play the three. They they could have taken Bosch to play the four because they didn't have that that filled.
2: Maybe they don't trade for Sheed. Yeah. Oh
1: man, so. we need. We need a time the championship. What I'm saying is Darko
0: is the most underappreciated athlete out of 2014. That was your guy. Okay, cool. If we didn't if we didn't take Darko, we could have had some some lousy player like Carmelo Anthony or Chris Bosh and we wouldn't have won in 2004.
2: Yeah.
0: And I would still have my basketball hoop up in the driveway. <laughs>
1: It all comes back to that.
0: All right, because people don't know, during that during those playoffs, Sean and I were home from Eastern Michigan and we watched the game in my basement and we played basketball at halftime in my driveway until Sean decided to dunk and break my basketball hoop. Man, that's and that story not uh, kind
2: of cool every time it's told though.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's but it, it it's it's less cool when you describe that you
1: broke it off at the
0: pole. <laughs> I don't
1: know. I don't know. That actually sounds pretty badass.
0: <laughs> I broke the pole. And it was
1: rusted the f well, out.
2: I don't remember that.
1: <laughs> a good windstorm would have taken it down. Oh, <laughs> uh, a good fart would have taken it down.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I recall it being like uh, on a firm foundation. New steel. That's like a brand new uh, hoop, wasn't it?
0: All right, moving on. My, uh, <laughs> my uh, underappreciated a- appreciated athletes in, in the Detroit teams, I went with positionally because I think uh, historically in, De- in Detroit sports, three of the hardest jobs are the closer for the Detroit Tigers, the quarterback for the Detroit Lions, in the goalie for the Detroit Red Wings, you're, <clears throat> the fans are overly critical of those positions, regardless of the output they're getting. There are people calling for Hashik to be to be benched when he he had a rough patch. Or uh, I'm looking at I was looking at like Chris Osgood stats. I mean, you're not talking about Chris Osgood as being one of the the top goalies in the NHL, and then Wings calling for needing improvement. But you look at the numbers that Chris Osgood had. And, shit, I mean, he has a, a career goals against average of, like, 2-5. Yeah. Um, and then, even, like, Jimmy Howard, I mean, what, what he's doing right now, he's – He's did he make the all-star team, Sean?
2: Yeah, he's he is currently their all-star, and Larkin is in the last guy in vote.
0: I mean, but what he's what he's doing right now, I mean, hopefully they can – Trade him off and get something for him. Just, I mean, because he's playing well, but he's always gotten a bad rap as being the starting goaltender for the for the Wings. And then you look at one of the guys that I thought of was was Todd Jones when he was the closer for the Tigers. <laughs> um, yeah. And and, uh, and I was probably one of the worst defenders. Um, I mean, you look at his nicknames: Todd Blones, Heart Attack Jones, Roller Coaster Todd Jones. But you. In 2006, he still had 38 saves on that on that Tigers team. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know with a with a back end bullpen of. I mean, they had Zamaya followed by followed by Jones in that 2006 season.
2: I do recall there being some merit to to the nicknames though, because yeah, he got the job done, but it was never like real easy to watch. Yeah, it was never pretty. Yeah.
0: when you when you're a closer, you lack a strikeout pitch. It's tough. Yeah. yeah. But, but even when Valverde was lights <laughs> out, before he became just the fat potato, the uh, I mean, people were still calling for his head when he'd blow blow a save, but he's still saving fifty games a Didn't year. Did he have
1: a perfect season with the, with the Tigers?
0: Oh, I don't know that he could have. I think, he I mean, did. he was, he, he was, was lights 60 out
1: some or something. Yeah, he
0: was, he was lights out in a number of those years. I mean, towards the end, Jimmy smokes kept going back to him and, and, uh, kind of ruined it for people, but. And then with, uh, with the lions, obviously, I mean, Stafford gets, gets a lot of the blame right now, but. You look what he's had around him this year and, 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 in most years, in terms of lack of a running game, lack of an offensive line, yes, he had Calvin Johnson, but you're he, you need more than just than just the quarterback chucking it in order to win in the NFL. But those are the three hardest positions to play in Detroit because they're going to be
2: you're going to be overly criticized. Right, I think. Uh closer and goalie too have something in common in that you're really only noticed when you mess up. That's a good point, point. and that leaves obviously a bad taste in people's mouth. But and then the Lions are
0: Lions, so whoever your fucking quarterback <laughs> is is going to get is going to get it.
2: Yeah, yeah, that makes sense to me. It was good picks.
0: Yeah, I'm trying to think of some other guys. Um, I mean, you you, ha- you have have some some lesser guys, but I but I think that pretty much, I think that's a good representation of of some Detroit guys that are that have been underappreciated. Because I think even even guys like Cabrera, who've been injured in the past seasons, and and people are kind of dogging a little bit now, but you look at the years where he had triple crown and stuff. I mean, he's people still recognize the talent that he had.
2: yeah right yeah it's hard to it's weirdly it's hard to appreciate it when it happens and then and now we're just like god Cabrera, what a what an old piece of garbage or whatever
0: <laughs> well that contract hurts right now yeah I mean, well, well but uh but yeah yeah that's all that's all i got on on the underappreciated appreciated athletes though you guys got anything else i'm i'm good all right, so after this next short break, we'll come back with uh, with the next segment. Okay, knock, knock. Who's there? Well, what do you call tuna to my mouth? What? Um, Tune a fish. Now can you press the button?
2: So it's been another totally crazy fantasy football season. Um, Lots of guys doing things we didn't expect. Uh, Actually, that's probably true. I have no idea. I'm not really a fantasy footballer, but um, uh, Dylan and Nick are going to recap the season for us. Uh, Clue me in as to what happened. So I don't sound like an idiot if I have to talk about it. Well,
0: thank you, Sean. Uh... Nick, Nick, and I are both avid fantasy football players, and and uh, if you if you listen to the first episode of our podcast, um, uh, my podcast of the week was guys like myself who talk about our fantasy football teams to people who don't care about our fantasy football <laughs> teams. So this is this isn't a segment of us recapping our individual fantasy football seasons. We're just going <laughs> to highlight some of the players that had that had uh, a memorable season that might've came out of nowhere that had a shitty season or, or some guys that, uh, we might expect to, to perform, uh, real well next year. That might not have might not have gotten off to a hot start this year. Um, but, uh, like I said, Nick and I play a lot of fantasy football and, uh, are in, in a lot of the same leagues, So, um, I think this will be this will be fun for me and Nick and Sean can here uh, <laughs> with
1: some of his his
0: Seahawks lore when he's when he's able to. So the way I was looking at doing this is kind of like kind of an award type thing. Um, so for example, my 2018 fantasy MVP has got to be Patrick Mahomes. Um, had a, just a light out fantasy season. He had a light out season in general, but um when you're looking at at fantasy points off of all the positions he he led all all position players and I, it wasn't it wasn't even really close uh the next yeah,
1: scored the second QB by 70 points
0: yeah i mean it was
1: which is the same difference between 2 and 10
0: so <laughs> <laughs> <Yes. laughs> so if you had Patrick Mahomes in, on your team you were likely playing for a championship this fantasy football season i mean uh, what do he end up with like 50 touchdown passes and it was, it was just, it was, it was a wild season. Nick, who was your MVP of the 2018 season?
1: Well, it, it's gotta be Mahomes, but if, uh, if I had to pick a runner, it's going to be Gurley. He literally carried every team into the playoffs. Um, however weeks 15, 16 and 17, uh, little injury scare and of course the rams are playing for something much bigger than a fantasy championship so they shelled them shelled a lot of teams that lost teams that should have probably been playing for championships yeah that yeah i know
0: that that hurt that hurt a <laughs> number of teams go, going into the fantasy playoffs but they can't complain too much because they had because Gurley, like you said carried them into the playoffs yeah you hope to have a roster built to sustain injuries and things of that nature so uh, if they're complaining about it, fuck them. Fantasy football is one in the waiver wire, anyways. The uh, least valuable player. Who's your least valuable player? Uh, well,
1: it'd be the guy I took first overall in one of our leagues. Well, not overall, but my first overall pick, uh, Le'Veon Bell. <laughs> <laughs> we decided to sit out the entire season because he doesn't get paid. <laughs> uh, he w- he
0: was he was mine as well. Um, <laughs> But like you said, if we're going runner, uh, if we're going runner up, um, I'd also highlight Tom Brady. Yeah, he, he. I mean, they're in the playoffs. Patriots are are winning. They got a playoff game coming up here. But from a fantasy standpoint, a lot of guys took him as a quarterback one, um, drafted him in, in rounds maybe four to eight, and you're expecting Tom Brady numbers, and what you got was. Matt Stafford numbers.
1: The, well, uh, in all fairness, Matt Stafford is usually a top-tier fantasy quarterback because the lines get down early and he starts chucking it. Really. <laughs> Traditionally, here, a
0: quarterback, here, quarterbacks Good that outscore Tom Brady, <laughs> Kirk Cousins, nice, Mayfield, uh, or well, if Mayfield started the whole season, he would have. Dak um, Prescott was only, was right around Tom Brady numbers. Um, so, you're looking at guys that were drafted in rounds well after Tom Brady went. Um, I mean, Phillip Rivers outscored them. Um, of course, Aaron Rodgers did. Um, Russell Wilson did. One of Sean's guys out there on the West Coast. Um, Deshaun Watson. So, guys that are drafted, in, Matt, Matt Ryan, I mean, yeah, guys that were drafted well after Brady went. Um, and, and Brady kind of Dropped. And, and and Brady had some of his worst games when teams needed him the most. So I mean, it was it was a tough year for Brady. Um,
1: rookie of the year, Nick. Who was your rookie of the year? Uh, fantasy rookie of the year. I went with Philip Lindsay, undrafted in the NFL. In most fantasy leagues, ended up being over a thousand yard back. Probably top ten, top fifteen fantasy running back. Yeah, he. he I would think that.
0: I'm looking it up right now. Um,
2: That's the first guy I've never heard of that you guys have mentioned.
1: Uh, running back uh, for Denver Broncos.
2: Good to know. Next yeah, year I'll, I'll pick him up if I'm in a league.
0: <laughs> he was the 11th running back overall on the season. I mean, and and he was the second rookie running back on the Broncos. They drafted Royce Freeman to be there. Their, to be their uh, their lead back, and Philip Lindsay kind of overtook him um, as as Freeman stumbled out of the gates. Lindsay was electric. He's one of those fast, dynamic, agile uh, running backs. That um, but he also packed a punch. He did a lot of their short yardage um,
1: carries. Uh, I think the, he's a hometown kid line. too. I think he grew up in Denver, went to school around there too. Uh, kind of like a James Conner, went to Pittsburgh. Yeah with the Steelers. Yep.
0: James Conner was a good story this year too, for the same reason with, with Le'Veon Bell being, yeah. being terrible, um, not playing at all. James Conner stepped it up and, and uh, made teams forget about Le'Veon Bell. Um, my, my rookie fantasy rookie of the year had to be Saquon Barkley. Uh, he was the number two running back overall behind Gurley. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of guys drafted him in that position in the first round but he, he, uh, he made it well worth it for people. I mean, he, kids electric. Um, if you watched any of his games at Notre Dame, you Penn knew it. Oh yeah. Penn state. What was I thinking? Uh-huh. I'm an asshole. The uh <laughs> say what bark, but if you watched any of those games at Penn state, you knew coming out of the draft that he, that he was going to be <clears throat> the real deal. I mean, he's, he can he can move the line. He can bounce it outside. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. And really, he was all the Giants had going on offense this year. Been, um, he it would have been nice if he had the ice box blocking for him out of the backfield. But but uh, but yeah, he was he he had a hell of a year too. He scored I think he had fifteen yeah fifteen touchdowns, eleven rushing and four receiving. He had over two thousand total yards of offense between rushing and receiving. Gurley uh, had he had seventeen eighteen hundred yards of total offense, um, but he had seventeen rushing touchdowns, which which had him eclipse Barkley. Um, another uh, another rookie of the year candidate was Baker Mayfield with what he did after he was inserted into the starting lineup. And what I was thinking is the the, the Browns had those two first-round picks. What was the, What was their second pick? They took Baker Mayfield number one overall. Who was the – Couldn't tell you right now. I was – I had – and Nick Chubb ended up being – I think it was Chubb, the other pick. Was, was that who it was? Um, before the draft, I, I said, well, they, if they take Barkley number one overall and get a quarterback with that second pick, they're going to – they'll be setting themselves up real well. Well, they they ended up well with having taken Baker Mayfield number one overall. Like, he has the moxie of of a of a starting quarterback in the NFL, um, and uh, and with Chubb at running back now, they're they're poised to put up points for years. The next next few years to come. I mean, who knows how long court, uh, running back shelf lives are these these years? But um, but Baker Mayfield had had a had a damn good year too. Any other rookies you want to highlight, Nick?
1: Uh, not so much rookies, but I got some guys that came out of nowhere that had good year. James Conner being one of them. Yeah, he's a second year player. Uh, George Kittle. Uh, I think he single handedly got some people into the playoffs. And uh, the other ones I had, sad to say, but being a Lions fan, Eric Ebron. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know what his final stats were, but dude couldn't drop a ball this year. Yeah. <laughs> uh. That one hurts. Sean. Who you, you know who George you, you know who George
0: Kittle is?
2: No. <laughs>
1: <laughs> NFC wise? Yeah. I thought you
0: might because he plays for the 49ers. He's their tight end. Oh, no. That's right. But K- but Kittle I think he ended up being the number two tight end on the year behind Kelsey. Yep. Uh, just ahead of Hertz. And uh and you could see some of it coming. At the end of last year, um, with uh, um, oh, oh, trade, yeah, after the Garoppolo trade, he kind of took off. Um, and then, uh, and then this year he started off slow with with Jimmy G at at quarterback. And then when he got hurt is when Kittle really took off again, yeah, because they had some young guys at quarterback, Dan Mullins
1: that came in on Monday night,
0: yeah. The uh, yeah, Kittle lit lit it up the second half. Some, uh, comeback players that I want to highlight is Andrew Luck. I mean, you think of where he was, where he ended the season last, last year to how, I mean, I think he was the fourth overall quarterback at the end of the year this year. Um, he had a big year. Christian McCaffrey was huge this year. Um, I mean, he was, he had a good rookie year last year too, but, but he followed it up with an even better sophomore season. Um, I had I highlighted Philip Lindsay too. We already talked about him. Um, the uh, The wide receiver um, that I that I thought deserves more credit than he got is probably Devonte Adams. Oh yeah, he was he was drafted probably mostly in the second round, but he ended up being what the third or fourth top receiver at the end of the year. Um, he had a huge year. Uh, I'm trying to think of some other guys that I want The, uh, oh, fantasy game of the year. I want to talk about that, that Rams chiefs game.
1: Yeah. Uh, that was a Monday nighter.
0: It was a Monday night game and, and they scored 105 points between the two of them.
1: Well, oh, I think another candidate for biggest bust of the year played in that game, and Kareem Hunt. <laughs> yeah, he busted in, in, in a
0: couple of different ways. Yeah, you know Kareem Hunt, right, Sean?
2: Uh, yeah, I've heard of Kareem Hunt.
0: He uh, he's this year's Ray Rice. Oh. There was an award, and he won it. Yes, he uh, so he was having a lights out fantasy season. Um, he finished the year. He still finished the year in the top 50 was, points. Yeah, running back, he was the eighth running back overall, just ahead of Joe Mixon. And towards the end of the year, he got video that was released by TMZ from the offseason, uh, of domestic violence incident of I, – I mean, I, I watched the video, but I just recall him kicking, kicking a female
2: um so he was bounced. Oh, was- okay i know what you're talking about i saw that yeah
0: yeah so he got he got bounced from the team so that that hurt a lot of fantasy teams um obviously he's a shithead so he deserved what was coming to him um <clears throat> but uh, but yeah that's that's a bust when it comes to just looking at fantasy output
1: Well, oh, yeah he did that in week 11 well that was released in week 11 so you're three weeks out from playoffs people are scrambling to find a new premier back
0: oh i want to bring up brian fitzpatrick it's magic because he he had the most wild fantasy football season. Like the first four or five weeks of the season, he was like the best quarterback in the league in terms of numbers output. I mean, right up there with what Mahomes was doing the first four weeks. And then he shit the bed. He had like a five pick performance. He got benched for Jameis Winston, and, uh, and then and then Jameis Winston started the next couple of weeks. And then he had, he had. He had like a six interception game, and then Fitzpatrick came back, lighted lit, lit it up at the end of that game. That Winston got pulled in, started the next game, and then sucked again. And uh, um, so I, he had he had a wild fantasy football season. But my my best Ryan Fitzpatrick moment was the uh, the post game where he dressed up like Conor McGregor. Yeah, he wore DJ's outfit to the to the press. <laughs> yeah. where were Deshaun Jackson's. Uh, oh yeah, I saw that.
1: <laughs> uh,
0: that was, that was good. Next year. Some guys that might not have had great years that you expect a lot from
1: Nick. Um, like as a whole or me personally, as an owner, <laughs> um, because in a keeper league, I'm expecting something on Le'Veon Bell this year.
0: <laughs> well, and I think that goes as a whole. I mean, he's going to be a free agent. He's going to be picked up by a team. Um, I would, I mean, he's one of the guys that I'd keep an eye on. Obviously, moving into the twenty twenty nineteen fantasy season, um, see where he ends up, um, what kind of role he's going to be placed in. I'm trying to think of places that might try to try to land him. I mean, I I think it, the Colts might be a good situation for him, and that and he would fit that offense. I think well. Green
1: Bay would be a good spot for him.
0: Yeah, I like Aaron Jones. I mean, it's it's sad as a line stand for but from a fantasy standpoint, I'm hoping that the that the new coach, I think Lafleur's the coach there now, Mount Pleasant native. That's right. But and he's a former offensive coordinator. I think he might open the game and free Aaron Jones a little bit. Um, but
1: he would fit that offense real well too. Well, if he um, doesn't go there, another Steeler that might be on the move, Antonio Brown. Yeah, EB. Um, I don't think they're going to go through that two seasons in a row. I think this offseason you see him shipped out.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting situation. And with with Pitt, Pittsburgh, they're getting a lot of production out of Juju as well. Um, and Connor so, and Connor. So I mean, they they could really really move on from both those guys. Mm-hmm. Um, another guy that I see makes a jump next year is Carry Johnson. Yep. <clears throat> I mean, when he was the primary ball carrier for the Lions, he was. He was uh, <clears throat> he was averaging almost four yards a carry. He had he had four touchdowns in, uh, in weeks three through eleven, total ninety three point nine combined yards, and he was ranked RB sixteen. Um, carry on as a featured back, I think is is uh, is going could be a, a, an RB one, RB two next year, borderline RB one.
2: wonder if the Lions have had a top ten. 10- fantasy running
1: back um barry sanders i mean right. maybe a reggie bush season May, That just because be. yeah, i was
0: a Week. yeah that would have been the most recent possibility yeah. would have been yeah. reggie Bush, um but outside of that jonathan stewart no um i mean he probably would have been the most productive back bef- between barry and uh and reggie bush um
2: right job think, yeah i don't think so yeah. i don't think he was ever healthy enough to
0: he was he was one of those uh premature ejaculations i'm gonna say it because <laughs> he he busted onto the scene i remember that first game i want to yeah, say it was like a, good, but... a, a monday night game against the bears and he had like a 70 yard touchdown run or something like that. And then he, and then he, I mean, we all know what happened. We know what happened to him, but I mean, concussions wow. got him and, and uh, feel
1: bad for the kid. Cause he was fast as hell. Um But yeah, I mean, I like another line for next year in Kenny Galladay, quiet thousand yard
0: receiver this year. He needs some, he's going to need some help. He's going to need Marvin Jones to come back, draw some attention. I mean, the, You look at the the second half of the season after Jones went down and Tate got traded, Galladay was that. He was the only guy that could create separation, and then he had consistently double coverage, and he still managed to put up good numbers. Getting double-digit targets a game, he was a great fantasy. He's got great hands, he's got great body control. I think he's going to have a a big year next year, too. Another running back I like for next year is Delvin Cook. Um, Once he showed that he was healthy this year, he was – uh, running the ball the way that the Vikings wanted him to um, when they drafted him, um, I, so I—I I, I mean, I—I I target him next year too. Um,
1: I got some busts here from this past year. All right, go ahead, Gronk. Yeah, Gronk owners, that was a terrible thing to go through. Week, you can't not play him week in week out. No, he's—he's he's one of those guys where he's a tight end one, and.
0: I I had him on a team, and a lot of owners that did are looking at him, thinking I cannot play him. But you're contemplating.
1: And it just coincided with the down year that Brady had.
0: Yeah, that was a tough year for Gronk. Who else you got on your bus list? Uh,
1: Carson Wentz. Yeah, people are talking MVP, possibly coming into this season candidate, and he's got nine inch Nick backing him up again. Taking him to the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Nick. Uh, I
0: forgot about that nickname.
1: You know that story, Sean? Yeah, I've, I've heard all about it. I was going to say, you could probably put it together. Also, Matt Stafford. Uh, disappointing. As just a Lions fan, but also as a fantasy owner. And anybody that played for the Raiders.
0: <laughs>
1: uh, Marshawn Lynch,
0: if he was healthy... He was ha- he was having a good year. that in that injury knocked him out. So I mean if it was a non injury if it was a non injury list, um I'd throw I'd throw uh I wouldn't throw uh Marshawn Lynch on that list. But if you're including in injuries, Devontae Freeman, I mean that's that's a rough year. a lot of guys drafted him first or second round. Mm-hmm. Um non injury, LaShawn McCoy had a bad year, but I mean he's also Buffalo Bill. Odell injury, but missed quite a few games he did um doug baldwin leonard fournette derrick henry but
1: then he lit it up for teams in the playoffs if, yeah. if, they, if somebody was ballsy enough to i mean to one big game he was sitting on the waiver wire in our league yeah nobody had him yeah for 40 or 50 points
0: yeah the uh it was a wild fantasy season Oh, comeback player too I wanted to mention was Deshaun Watson. Talked about Andrew Luck, but Watson coming off of that injury last year, mm-hmm. he was right in that 4-5 quarterback range. Um this year he had he had another year. He's going he's going to be special for the Texans. They're going to they're going to like him. Um Yeah, anything else you want to highlight on the uh from this past fantasy football
1: season? Uh not really other than As much as I bitch and complain about it, I'll be doing it again next year. (laughs) (laughs) Who are your uh, top five running backs for next year? Top five running backs. Barkley, Elliott, Gurley. Depending on the situation where Bell lands. In that order? Yeah, probably. Was that five? I don't think so. I'll put a cook on there, too.
0: Uh, McCaffrey. Okay. My top five are Gurley, Barkley, Elliot, McCaffrey, and Melvin Gordon. Gordon? Okay. Melvin Gordon when he he had a couple in some injuries towards the end of this past year. Um, but when he was healthy, I mean he was score I don't know how many multiple touchdown games he had, but well he uh he's and in that offense with Phillip Rivers running it. catching the ball the backfield, running the ball. Um you can't ask for more out of an RB1. John, wrap us up on the uh, fantasy football. I was just thinking if you had,
2: if you had an only first name league, Melvin Gordon. Ooh. First pick.
0: You know what? I have always said, never trust a man with two first names. Yeah,
2: That's usually pretty good advice.
0: At least don't play cards. with them. <laughs> uh, I don't got anything else on fantasy football. Um, Nick, anything?
2: Nah, no. Sean? No, we we covered it, all of
0: us. You're, Sean's Nick, up to speed now. Your, Sean,
2: Sean's,
0: Sean's New Year's resolution are that he's going to play fantasy football and he's going to get back on Facebook. But, <laughs> yep. All right, after this short break, we're going to be back with our cockass of the Week. All right, Cock-Ass of the Week, Episode 4. Um we got Nick with us. Nick has actually, unlike Ben Butler, he's he's listened to most of the episodes of the podcast, so he's familiar with the segment. So I'm going to let Nick kick it off with uh, his cockass of the week. Nick, who's your cockass of the week?
1: Well, when we were talking earlier, and I told you I didn't have one, and I decided I was actually going to go a different route, not so much a cockass. I went with a uh, kind of a good moment, good story for the beginning of the 2019 year. Last night, Ryan Saunders, son of uh, former Pistons coach Saunders, interim head coach for the Minnesota Timberwolves this year, won his first game coaching his dad's former team. That passed away three years ago now. Yeah. I, yeah. Unexpectedly. And I thought it was just a good, good moment in sports. And uh, I figured that'd be a nice one to cover, mainly because I didn't have the cock ass. Story either. <laughs> yeah, I saw
0: the I saw the celebration after the game. And I I thought it was cool. Um, I couldn't. I mean, I didn't. Kind of found it hard to realize that Flip's been gone for as long as he has. Uh, I mean, he was a key key uh, figure on a lot of those good Pistons teams.
2: Um, yeah, I good for Ryan Saunders. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Um Flip was Flip was. I always liked him. I mean, they couldn't win yeah, it, obviously, but. And he's, uh, I think he's pretty fondly remembered in Minnesota. So that's a cool story.
0: Yeah, and with Ryan being the being the interim head coach for Minnesota and getting that win there it was it was cool. I think it was his first game too, wasn't it? They just think, fired Tibbs. I think it was his debut. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right, my cockass of the week is Nick Steffen for not having a cockass of the week. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's just how it goes
0: that's fine i'm just i'm just kidding that's not really my cocky ass of the week but nick kind of ruined the segment for me with that the uh i didn't want to close the segment so <laughs> the uh shot who's your cocky of the week
2: so my cocky of the week is i uh, guess whoever came up with this uh promotional idea for the philadelphia flyers uh where if, if they Win a game in overtime, they give a local school a defibrillator. (laughs) So, in theory, a a nice idea. Uh, But, of course, you have to see this coming, where they get into overtime and they lose, and then immediately the internet is like, well, now a kid has to die. (laughs) 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 <laughs> of course, that's not how the world works. But if you're going to plan this promotion, you got to know that that's what's coming. And, like, it's probably a better idea to just pimp the promotion occasionally and at the end of the season give, like, a dozen defibrillators to local schools. Like, that would be my suggestion for that guy.
0: Well, even then, if you're waiting until the end of the season, how many kids died because you waited for <laughs> –
2: Okay. You are right at the beginning game. of the season. Now I'm a cock
0: <laughs> Just keep giving defibrillators out. Just – well, when you texted me that, my, I think my response was WTF. Because why? Why a defibrillator? I mean, why even jump into that? Get, give out free, free, what? what it's Philadelphia. So cheesesteaks. Go down to the you know, well, oh, no. Cheesesteak Factory. We win a game in overtime. You get a free cheesesteak. Do something well, like that. Why, why giving out defibrillators? I, it
2: turns out Dylan doesn't Dylan, care about these kids either. I, I Listen, I care about the kids. It doesn't sound like it, Dylan. But
0: give them defibrillators outside of a promotion.
2: (laughs) Well, well, the other thing about it was it was associated with some group or cause or whatever. Where I can't help but think it was probably like uh, this kid could have used a defibrillator in the school, and then the the Flyers lose, and this like kid's logo is all over. (laughs)
0: Was it like the the kid had a heart attack watching them during overtime? (laughs) Oh,
2: "Oh." man.
0: So if we win, you get a defibrillator, you save your life. If we lose, (laughs) we're just short another fan.
2: Yeah, and they planned it during a season that the Flyers, I mean, really didn't. It it wasn't like it looked like it was going to be a championship season for the Flyers.
1: It was just an all-around bad year for... Flyers, PR, and marketing. Have you seen that mascot they released this year? Oh, yeah. Ready? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a sensation.
0: <laughs> I think he's on their checking line.
2: Yeah, I mean, he might as well be.
0: The, uh, uh, my cocky of the week are people Sean doesn't really see a whole lot of it anymore because it's these Facebook users that are rapidly sharing. Uh, political memes <laughs> or or photographs or what have you, and say, "Oh,
1: look at this! This is this is true,"
0: and then you look at the source, and it's like "Hot Dems 2018" <laughs> or "Trump Dick Riders 2020," and, and so it's it's obviously a slanted or a jaded viewpoint as to whether you're on the right or the left, um, trying to trying to sway people and and people take this shit for fact like oh did you know that trump killed 86 babies last month (laughs) well come on or or liberals just want all the puppies to get kicked okay let's let's get let's get back to some realistic stuff but the amount of that shit on on facebook just drives me crazy because it's it's especially we're in these high political times with Federal government shutdowns and and walls getting built or not built or whatever the whatever the story is this week it just it's rapid fire and uh, you people are cockasses that are sharing that that stuff I'm just gonna go ahead and say it um, and also I want to round I want to round out the segment with this and it might it might become a regular thing um, but 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 prior uh, Nick alerted Sean and I to this fact that. Due to the government shutdown, there's a, there's a delay on the release of, of beers. I mean, we don't know if they're good or bad yet because they haven't been released. Um, but if, you, if, if, if and when they do get released, I urge you to get a pint-sized sample of that yeah. beer to test it out to see if it is good. Um, but because of this federal government shutdown, we got to wait to find out to get these beers. and Because uh, they can't get their, their federal uh, stamp of approval. So for that reason, um, that's that's Trump's cock thing of this of this past week. And we might have a regular what did Trump do over the past week that uh, that puts him in this in this category. But Trump's holding back beers from us, I guess. And it makes me mad.
2: Well put. (laughs) God damn it. It's not even going to be work really putting that one together every week
0: no that, that's probably why i i uh suggested that it could become regular because simplicity is nice to stay in it. <laughs> true uh anything else on the, the cock-ass side of things nothing all right well that's all we got for this cock-ass segment so Check back in next week for who our cockasses are. Next week, we'll be back in just a minute to uh, to wrap it up. Huh. All right, we're back with our final thoughts on episode four. Uh, I like the I like our review segment. I think that's going to go. It's going to be fun. At least I don't care if other people like it. We're going to have fun talking about it. Um, as Sean indicated earlier, we're gonna next week. We're gonna review Kindergarten Cop, one of the uh, The top movies of law enforcement posing as kindergarten teachers that's that's on the on the market are available for viewing. Um, When I when I was looking at it, Shaw, I went on Netflix to see if I could if they had it on there and they don't. So I got to try to find out how I'm going to watch Kindergarten Cop again. But, you know, there's a Kindergarten Cop, too.
2: (laughs) I was aware of it. Yeah,
0: that's terrible. Same actors. No, 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 no. Who's in it?
2: Uh, Dolph Lundgren and Bill Bellamy
1: (laughs) (laughs) Dolph Lundgren
2: so not even close have you seen it? I tried to watch it I watched like the first 10 minutes of it and it was just uh, a real disgrace to the kindergarten cop name (laughs) so Dolph is
0: obviously the Arnold character is Bill Bellamy supposed to be the chick uh, his partner?
2: I don't even think I got that far into it.
0: Uh, I'm curious. I might have to watch it just in preparation for. It. You guys should review too. We'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll make it a Kindergarten Cop review, one and two.
2: We could do that actually. <laughs> well,
0: and we're not we don't know we're going to what else we're going to talk about next week. It might just be Kindergarten Cop stuff. It might be that might be the whole episode. An hour and now we're in 15 minutes of Kindergarten Cop quotes and 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 breakdown and and analysis. Um I think I think that'd go over well. The uh, but yeah, Nick, thanks for
1: joining us. Yeah, yeah, uh, great. Did
0: you have fun?
1: I had a great time. Uh, we didn't have to talk about the national championship game, so that was cool. <laughs> Roll <laughs> tide, everybody. <laughs> uh, not really, I'm not a Bama fan, but I'd love to see Nick Saban lose.
0: The uh, I didn't watch it. Me either. And in hindsight, I'm glad I didn't because it was a blowout. From everything that I've read, so, did you watch it at all, Sean? No. That's all you got on
2: it? <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Didn't watch it. Uh, people were pissed out here that Ohio State beat Washington, so that was kind of on the radar. But other than that, college football is—I uh, just paid very little attention, honestly.
0: Yeah, I didn't. I don't have much to say about that game, other than other than isn't Trevor Lawrence sunshine from? Uh, um,
1: yeah, remember the Titans?
0: Remember the Titans? I—I I was look. I, Every time I see that kid, I think uh, I think uh, uh, Sunshine, the white quarterback, can remember the Titans. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah, I know who I'm you're talking, talking about. about. You
2: just got a thing for that guy.
1: <laughs> yeah, he's he's got.
0: No, that'd be Butler. He's like he likes the oh. long hair and the. He, he, he did he talk about him.
2: him. Like not even kidding, didn't he? Used to talk about him. <laughs> he did. <laughs> I thought that was you for a second, but you're right. That was Butler.
0: It was Butler. I mean, if Sunshine had a lip ring, he would have been set. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um,
0: but yeah, the uh, um, we're so we're g- gonna talk about kindergarten cop next week. It's probably just gonna be Sean and I next week. Um, we're probably gonna bring uh, Nick back um, at some point and, t- and spend another fifty minutes talking about fantasy football. The uh, review our draft. There we go. The uh, but but yeah, we'll come back episode four and uh, have a good week. The
1: cockasses. Later.
0: See ya. Later. Thank you for listening to Two
1: Guys One Internet. Later.